Welcome to Real Talk with Reginald D. I'm your host, Reginald D. Today I'm here with Aaron Control, who's the host of Beyond Six Figures Podcast. We will be discussing how to protect your peace and how his podcast has impacted his listeners. Aaron, welcome to the show, man. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Reg. Oh, man, it's an honor to have you here. I first met you, it was something about you when I walked away that it was something special about you. I felt like I was hanging out with my little brother and stuff like that. So, and I, and I really enjoyed it. I was saying to myself, I got to reconnect because you're built different, man. I love the things that you're doing and the passion you bring to things and stuff like that. So I really appreciate you taking the time to come on with us. I appreciate you having me and even bringing me on to the show. So I am glad to be here. Can't wait to, to hop into the conversation and, you know, do what it do. That's it. Now, I said I felt like you was a little brother, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, just keep in mind on the big brother. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. That's cool. That's cool. And look, I, I'm here to learn, and I'm also here to teach. So I'm here to learn from you, and hopefully I can do the same, you know? Oh, man, likewise. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> so let's jump right in. Okay. This Figures Podcast. Now, mm -hmm. I listened to it, and I thought it was amazing. Some of the content and things like that you were putting out, I was, I was impressed by it. So what drove you to start this podcast? So what drove me to start it is simply, it was originally called Coding Culture. So during the pandemic, I had more time to dive deeper into myself. I've always been on a spiritual journey, just to kind of give a backstory. So I just dove deeper into technology and things of that nature and just how the world is expanding. So I actually started off coding culture, which was my take on being able to talk to experts and people like yourself to just break down the thinking behind success. So when I hopped into the accelerator, suggestions about changing the name came about. Beyond Six Figures is a play on words almost because I'm talking to entrepreneurs and those who aspire to be entrepreneurs, but I'm also talking about the mindset because after all of my research and my digging, every millionaire and billionaire always talks about their mindset. So, and in order to achieve certain mindsets, you have to break habits. And that's my goal is to help people break old habits and old ways of thinking to achieve a mindset that's worth more than millions. Because at the end of the day, you can have all the money in the world, but if you have a poor mindset, you'll lose it in the day. So that's the mission and the goal behind it and the reason why I continue to do what I do. I like that. You talked about protecting your peace. Mm -hmm. How does one go about protecting their peace? Great. So when it comes down to protecting your peace, it's many different ways you can do so. But what I lean towards is one, just setting boundaries. Setting boundaries is a great way to protect your peace because it allows you to have a barrier between you and the other person or the decisions you need to make because it allows you to also say no to things. Protecting your peace is obviously important in every aspect of our lives and it can be as simple as needing to spend more time with your your loved ones if you don't have boundaries you are allowing yourself to be controlled by all the outside elements you're going to react instead of respond but boundaries allow you to say hey no this is my non-negotiable this is where i will not go and this is what i won't do and it starts to allow you to have some more confidence within yourself. So this way you can start saying no, just flat out no if you need to. But you know that you have those boundaries there. And the last thing about that, after you set boundaries, after you start learning how to say no and building confidence, 
after you set your boundaries, you need to honor your boundaries. And I talk about this with people because it's easy just to say, this is what I want to do, right? It's easy to tell people to have an affirmation, but if you don't honor those, it means nothing. So you have your boundaries, you do your best to uphold them, and you can start seeing your life shift in many ways. Some people won't like it, and that's okay. However, that's the parts and that's the area where you can find a lot of growth within yourself. So to protect your peace, you want to set boundaries, you want to be able to say no, and you want to honor those boundaries after you set them. Okay, and you said something about when you set those boundaries, then you'll see your life shift. Yes. You know, man, I'm telling you, I have been there and done that. And when I started setting boundaries, things change dramatically. So boundaries are super important, man. It's necessary. It's necessary, as especially as an adult, because as a child, you don't really know. And children actually have boundaries, but they just don't know how to voice them. Right. So but as an adult, you need boundaries. They should be like your best friend. Right. So, Amber, let me ask you a question. Why is the future you so important? I love this topic right here. <laughs> future you is important because it gives you something to work towards. Future you is important because it's also a great way of reminding yourself of who you are and who you can be. Being the future you now is important because Though we created the circumstances we are in and we may be reaching for more, we need a reminder and to remind ourselves what we're asking God for and why we're asking him. And how would you respond if you're that person now today that can, again, give you more confidence, give you more ways to uphold your boundaries? So prime example, right? A person wants to lose weight and they're trying to find ways to motivate themselves. Well, one question you can ask yourself is, If I was at my goal weight, what would I have done to get there? So it's almost like reversing, right? You're backtracking to see how you have gotten there. And how would that person act right now? If you're faced with a good soul food plate and (laughs) me being from the South, that's kind of hard to deny some gumbo. However, (laughs) I might have to portion control or whatever, because that's what that person would do. And literally that was part of my story. And when I was younger, I would, Say I was overweight, child obesity, right? Good, good eating. Anything I put on the plate, I had to finish it. And I was big at it sometimes. And when I got in high school, I had to think in this type of way. And I was also being exposed to new ways of thinking. And if if the person I wanted to be ran a mile every day, then I got up and I ran a mile every day. If that person did portion control, because that was the one thing that helped me out, um, I did portion control and I did it as if I was already him. So the reason for having a future you is multiple reasons. But one important reason is to remind you who you are becoming and who you're looking to become, even in the moments when you are faced with challenges. So that's why it's important. That was good. So beyond six figures, tell us Mm -hmm. how your podcast has impacted your listeners. So far, my podcast has helped my listeners not only realize their power, but also to start stepping into their power. So I do a few things that attach to Beyond Six Figures. And one of those things is called moments of agreement. So this is my opportunity to share my energy and my knowledge to my listeners, basically on a daily basis. What it's done so far, 
people have already sent me comments and sent me messages telling me that I needed this. I needed to hear this. Thank you for making this piece of content. So far, it's reminded people that there is a brighter future out there for them. And it's impacting them in a way of realizing that they do have the strength to become who they need to become. Okay. So let me ask you this, Aaron. How does a person break old habits and their way of thinking? Bit by bit, day by day is how you break the habits, right? How do you eat an elephant piece by piece? (laughs) How do you build a wall brick by brick? And it's the same concept that I accept. There's a Atomic Habits is a book that some people read and I enjoy as well. So that's something for your listeners to go grab if they want to do that. But also the author of that, he did some studies on another author by the name of BJ Falk, who's also a professor. And he has this thing called Tiny Habits. And what it is, is the concept is very simple. Do the simplest thing of that habit in order to eventually break it, right? Because when we think about habits or our goals, We think about the big picture. We see it from the end automatically, right? The future you in a sense. However, not everybody's built the same way. So it may be too much for you to run the mile. But what I've suggested to friends and family members going back to the weight loss thing is to simply walk around the block. That's a small habit. But what it does is it breaks the habit of you staying in bed five minutes longer. If you put on your shoes right? And get out the door, then you can start walking that mile. You can walk a mile or you can literally walk for a minute and go back in the house and call it great and and say that it's complete, it's done. But eventually, if you wake up every day, that minute will turn to five minutes, that half a mile will turn into a mile. And next thing you know, you start from walking to jogging. Now you're running it. And that's how you start breaking those habits. Whatever it is, see it from the end. That'd be great. But then try to see it at its smallest form and start attacking it piece by piece, day by day. Right. So I heard you talking about you and your friends get together and y'all talk about faith and Christianity. Mm -hmm. What is that conversation like? Like this. (laughs) So once again, spirituality is a big part of my life. I come from originally a Baptist background and then moved into like non-denomination, but I started meditating in college and I started to build this interesting friend group. And my friends are more than just Christians. They are more than just Catholics. They are from many different backgrounds. We talk about God and how we experience him and how we feel about certain topics. Just recently, I connected with someone that I would say is going to eventually be a good friend. And we connected over this conversation about books and uh, also the Bible itself. So, oh, uh, man, how does it look? It looks like a brotherhood of young men who want change within their lives, but understand that we can't have it without a spiritual change. Like you can't have the outside success without changing your inner self. And we honor that by looking for the information either in other groups and we bring it back and just sharing what we're going through and figuring out masterminding around that. And that's really what it is. It's turned to everything. We call it lifestyle athletes as well. We've ran marathons together. We are helping each other on business in any way that we can by bringing our talents to the table. So it comes from 
working out with each other and doing events to praying with each other and building each other up and allowing space for us to be vulnerable in a way that we may have not seen in our own families or from the men that we follow. It's a lot different. So we want to act in a different way. So we allow ourselves to be open, be vulnerable, be real, be raw, and we build from that. And we take from that from each one of these sessions and to go through life, but bring it back and also set goals and hold each other accountable. So hopefully I was clear about it, but that's a lot of what we do. Right. Right. And the thing about it, I always tell people, religion separates people. It can. You can have a group of people that's on a mission to do a certain thing, to do something positive, but because what they believe in a religious standpoint, they won't connect with somebody else that thinks different. Exactly. And it's crazy because that's how we fall short a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So and have you met, I'm pretty sure you have through your lifespan so far, you've met people of different religions and backgrounds, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Plenty of times. And I'm sure you see the commonalities that you guys share. Right. We've done a lot of great things together in the community too and things like mm-hmm. that. One come and go, reaching out to the youth in the community, had one community that had a gang issue, Mm -hmm. and we went and did some outreach in that community. Religion didn't have anything to do with that. I give it like this. If you're focusing on nation building, on kingdom building, it literally stands on the outside. I mean, basically, to me, it's way bigger than just religion itself. Religion is great to implement and learn a process, right? To learn a process, right? If you have a situation, you pray. You, this is how the hymns go. Here go some songs. This is how you praise. This is how you give. It's a great way to get in some structure because some people say they are spiritual and they don't have any type of structure to how they praise God or how they ask for things or how they go about manifesting. So like what you guys have done in the community, the community can see good people and they can see your mission. They can see that you're working for the kingdom. You're working for the nation instead of you're working for religion. And you said it right. I experienced that when I was young, I felt like it was separating us, separating people. And I had friends of many different cultures. Right. And we used to do this thing in high school called like a culture fest where we, you know, bring different foods from our homes and stuff like that. So I'm a foodie. So I experienced cultures through other people's food. But we also had conversations. And one thing that hit me was the same story that I was getting fed. They were getting fed in the Asian home as well, but it just came through different characters and different ideals, but it sounded the same. And I was like, there's a connection there. This religion thing, I won't let it hold me back from meeting good people at the end of the day. So, yeah. Right. So I was on your podcast a few weeks ago and Mm -hmm. you asked me three hot questions, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now, I have three hot questions for you. Let's get them. <laughs> Number one, what's your favorite food? And be honest. I will. I will. Because if, if I don't and my mom hear this, she'll, she'll, she'll beat me silly. Uh, <laughs> okay. So gumbo is my favorite dish. Yes. And my mom's corn and shrimp bisque. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That sounds good, man. Oh, that sounds nice. good. <laughs> Louisiana, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Second, what is your favorite car? Great. Oh, man. Okay. I'm just going to run it down. Uh, a 1996 Impala. 
And I love the Cadillac Seville's because that was one of the first cars I saw with the suicide doors. So, yeah, 1996 Impala and a Cadillac Seville are two of my favorite cars. And if we bring it to 2023, I really love the new Porsche Taycan. It's their EV car. It's really sick. But those would be some of my favorites. Okay. Old school. Oh, Again, I'm a, I'm a bit of an old soul. I grew up around these guys, you know, right. so yeah, I love them. Right, right. The uncles pull up in them Seville's and them, <laughs> all those guys. Man, man. white tops. <laughs> Come on, man. The white tops, leather seats, you know, they, oh, yeah. the white walls on the tires, like the, man, just everything. And when they have it freshly clean, you don't touch it, you know, right. <laughs> step away from it. <laughs> You're right, man. You're right, man. They'll flip out on you, man. Don't oh, you they would. They would. Don't you touch that car. You know, don't, don't, mm-mm. no. <laughs> they wouldn't even let their wives drive it. <laughs> man. <laughs> that's, that's how much they love them. Okay. And uh, you get it, right? So it's, it's like, yeah, I, all right, Unc, I see you. <laughs> that's right, all I do. Right. All right, Unc, I see you. <laughs> Number three. If you could play any instrument, what would that instrument be? So I already play an instrument, but I need to get back to it. So it's the tenor sax is the instrument that I would like to get back and build a better relationship with. Outside of that would be the piano. Okay. So how did you get into playing the tenor sax? Okay. So I was always in love with music. Being from Louisiana, I think I just heard a lot of jazz, old school, like Speaking of my uncles, they rode around with a lot of it. So when I heard the saxophone being played, I couldn't sing, right? And again, I was a little heavy. So <laughs> part of me taking up saxophone was like, well, all the girls like saxophones, obviously. Right. Like every time I hear it played. And I figured if I can make that thing sing, you know, then that'll be great. And played tenor saxophone up until at least the eighth grade. So well, so sixth and seventh grade, a little bit in eighth and it fell off in high school. But man, I got into it through that. My family has always loved music and it was just my take on it. So yeah. <laughs> cool. So last two minutes, tell mm-hmm. us what you want the world to know about your passion and your purpose. So hello world. My name is Aaron Contrell. I go by Yazi. What I want you guys to know is flat out that anything and everything that you're looking to do is possible, but but you also have to have some type of spiritual guiding system. Your mindset is everything. And I feel like if you walk in a certain type of confidence, you can make the things around you shift. You can affect your environment instead of being infected by it. And you can be the change that you need to be where that you are. So about my passion, I'm passionate about seeing people do great because I want to do great. And I'm very passionate about just the art of speaking and conversation. So I enjoy this because I feel like this is a way that I can make change happen. And I believe in my honest opinion that this was my gift from God. And I want to use it in a way where it truly affects people in a way that it improves their lives. So my passion can go anywhere from speaking to rapping. All those things require word and passion and it brings upon influence. So I want you to know that I'm here to help you get to your next step, to help you get to your better self. And I'm glad to be here to do it and be a vessel and be a conduit 
for great energy that I can share. Yeah, yeah. So I'm here. That's what I'm here to do. Awesome. Well, there you have it, everybody. Aaron Kentrell, the host of Beyond Six Figures podcast. You got to check it out. It will bless you. Aaron, man, I'm so glad you stopped by and I really appreciate it, man. I'm trying to, res- to be, be respectful of your time and things like that, but it's always a pleasure talking with you. I'm glad to be here. It's the same thing, Reginald. Like I enjoy what you've done and what you've built and I can't wait to continue to see what you do. So this has been good. Thank you. Yes, sir. And this is the beginning. We're going to keep working together. We're going to do great things together. I don't think Let's this do is in between me and you. At so all. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, sir. Thanks for tuning in with Real Talk with Reginald D. If you enjoyed the show, please share with anyone you think that needs to go on this journey with us on making you a better you. See you next time.